Clipper Nation, I hope you're still there after what was, for some on the timeline, a very dark weekend. People were upset. People thought I was really upset. We're going to talk about it in Twitter. You were really upset. I was upset. I was a little upset. You're losing your mind. (laughs) I was not Uh, losing my mind. (laughs) Anyways, uh, it's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am always positive, Chuck (laughs) Lockley. We are Logic and Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. We bring you fresh Clippers news five days a week. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, sometimes more from a little live stream, a little, you know, you, you keep your eyes peeled. And you might see something good. Depending on what happens Friday, we'll definitely, you know, we'll see. <laughs> um, taking this weekend into stride, we're going to be kicking things off with kind of a, a little bit of a half season check in. Uh, we're close to the directly halfway mark, but it's borderline halfway. Yeah, yeah, we're we're very very close. Um, this one is going to be specifically Kawhi and, and and Paul George related. We're going to have some kind of more of these. Uh, as the week plays out, kind of yeah. a long time in between games, but don't worry, we got the content yeah, for you. Uh, <clears throat> and then today is Tuesday. Uh, that means Twitter Tuesday. We do it every single Tuesday. We take your questions on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips, or of course, anytime at Will Updike at Charles Mockler. Um, we got some great questions. There's from some people. heaters in here. We got some great questions from people. Uh, there are some questions about the state of the defense possibly some of Doc's rotations. There are some questions about the level of worry we should have about this team and the, right now. And I'll talk about some of the questions I got on the timeline today, but they're more Kawhi-oriented, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so a lot of great stuff in there. Thanks again to everybody who sent in questions. We really appreciate oh, yeah. it. And then we're going to be great. wrapping things up uh, with possibly some more Twitter Tuesday, depending on how things spill over, and then some shavings. Yeah, uh, there's some there's some Andre Drummond. Vegas gave us some weird odds for Andre Drummond. There's some bizarre betting stuff out there. Of course, we got to talk about Blake, who may be in the midst of another terrible injury. Oh, God. Um, yeah, we'll talk about So that. all that and more coming up right about now. Yeah, so uh, to kind of kick off this you know, recording on Monday, this will come out on Tuesday, this in-between long break, kind of half-season look at stuff. Tweener look. Tweener look. I mean, this is Clipper Nation's first half-season with Paul George and Kawhi. Doesn't seem as sunny as some... We're assuming before the home opener. Hmm. How have you felt it's gone just through this halfway year? I mean, I feel pretty good. I I I, I do. Uh, I I think that <clears throat> I think that maybe the adjustment period, not even maybe the adjustment period is going to be longer than any of us predicted. It's pre-season. been delayed so long. Um, you know, we're currently right now sitting at at thirty eight games. Uh, I th- I think we had predicted around 32 to 35 games would be when this team was like really hitting full clip yeah uh and obviously now i think it might be 50 that went out the window <laughs> as soon as Shamit took an early entry yeah uh, you know pat has been out of the lineup uh plus the load management plays a part into it because it just kind sure. of exacerbates that well, for sure but i think when we <clears throat> originally capped that kind of 35 wins we were we took that into effect we were Predicting the load management plus Paul George sitting out 11 or 12, like 10 yeah. to 11 games, 10 to 12. Yeah. Um, and so the the timeline has been exacerbated, but I, I got to be honest with you right now. Um, for all intents and purposes, we're second in the Western Conference. In terms of games behind, yeah. Um, I realize that we do have one more loss than either the Nuggets or the Rockets, who are technically ahead of us, but both of those uh, teams have, have played three less games than us. Yeah. So, 
We'll see how it shakes out after this week because they got a couple going, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel it's hard to be that upset from my standpoint from how these two guys have played. Mm -hmm. There are some things. I mean, Paul George's defense is the biggest thing he needs to get back into the groove right now. Yeah, the defense... um the outside shooting's fine. <laughs> like he's he's taking contact more ever since he talked about taking contact. He's been really tentative about taking contact, but it is getting But literally better. like right after he talked about it publicly, he started trying to attack more, yeah. which was really cool to see. Um also the passing is not what I thought it was. He turned be dude pocket passes. If you watch him try and make pocket passes, he They're turns bad. them over a lot. Uh, shout out to Step Back Tree. I saw him point that out. Um, yeah, he had a lot of turnovers in the last game. Other than that, a, a pretty solid offensive performance. But on but, the whole, it's like it's hard to not try and think about what it would be like with everyone healthy, like throughout this whole time. It's hard to not do that. I'm gonna oh, admit yeah, that yeah. from my standpoint. It's, it's hard to not compare it to something we have no idea what it would even be. Hundred percent. 100%. Because I want that time back, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it is nice that the chemistry is there off the court. It's just not really there on the court. We see flashes of it. Yeah. There's like parts of games where you're like, oh, man, when this gets fully going, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. Um, I think the fit... It's going to get there. It's going to get there. I guess I think, you know, like, and I'll admit some, you know, a, a, bit of, a little bit of naivety or, or foolishness on my part. I thought that these two guys were the perfect guys to fit in with, like, a minimal amount of work for the fit. Same. But that's just not how any roster construction really, truly works. And we can see it when it's just Kawhi and it's just Paul George and it's both of them. The team plays a little different. Definitely. I think from what we've seen so far, I mean, obviously the offense moves a lot smoother with Paul George, though it is mostly, you know, like when it's I say It's mostly the Paul George show. It if it's is just most, Paul George, It, it for is sure. mostly the Paul George show. I think... Uh, Which makes sense, because that is the other thing is like, there's this thing I've seen where I've never really been bummed on how much we're relying on Kawhi and Paul George in some games. Isn't that what they're there for? That's what we got them for. And it's not like we're relying on them when like Lou and Trez are out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, on some stretches, but some stretches you never know. But let's break down some stats real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I like this. So do you want to look at one player at a time? Yeah, let's look at Kawhi. Okay, right now. So here's his stats. Um, Only missed ten games. Twenty eight games played out of thirty eight, mm-hmm. which we're gonna talk about on Twitter Tuesday. But people are mad about what he does with his time off. Um, just under thir- thirty two minutes per game, he's leading the team in minutes per game. He's averaging 25, 7.6, and 5 on 45% shooting from the floor, 35% shooting from three, 89% from the line, taking five threes a game, most assists per game in his career up to this point, if this would hold. It's been incredible. Here's an interesting fact. 32.9% usage rate, highest of his career. Okay. Which is interesting. 112.8 offensive rating, the third best of his career up to this point. 101.3 defensive rating. Middle of the road for him. Both him and Paul George had like four seasons in the mid-90s for a while. So it's a good defensive rating, but it doesn't come close to what his best is. Um, Totally. 
So obviously the assists are what's been one of the nicest things to see from Kawhi's growth because there weren't a lot of things he had to work on. Yeah, I'm and surprised. And assists were the biggest one, and he's filled that. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that the number is only five. I mean, we've discussed wanting it to be in the seven range. Uh, I'm actually surprised that it's not already at six because I feel like most games I look at the box score and it's like, hey, I like six assists. But he's he played in a couple of those games where we shot like oh yeah yeah, yeah. three and a half percent totally, and I mean that has really been a through line up until this point, right? I mean, a lot of these guys that we thought would be like pretty rock solid shooting wise, it's been a little up and down. Uh, mostly Landry Shamit and Jamichael Green uh, have, have, have gone through a little bit of flux. Yeah, uh, and I do. I mean, we've already seen that starting to work itself out. So I think that we could see that climb even higher. Um, Given this second half, of and the, the chemistry with Zoo is nice to see. That's a development that I wasn't expecting. Not he that I chemistry. thought it wasn't going to happen, but like that chemistry, it feels very palpable on court. Yeah, he has chemistry with every big that they play out there. Yeah, it's um, nice. Which yeah, which which is really good. I how do you feel about the games missed? A lot of people point out our record compared to Toronto's. Yada yada. We're not going to get into that. I mean, it's totally in like it's it's incomparable, right? I mean, like. The Western Conference is just, by nature, a lot harder. Especially last year. Because uh, they, they always reference last, because he's already missed. Yeah. I mean, the load management thing, would I want to see him play a bunch? Yeah. But the guy's, he has a long-term injury. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. Um, that's, so, I, I guess this is around what I thought. This is, this is pretty uh, this is pretty par for the course, I guess. Yeah, for what I, what I thought he would, I thought he would miss. I, I thought he would play sixty this year. Um, yeah. Oof. Looks like he might just miss that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, that's he can miss twelve more games. Th- that's about what I thought he would miss. Which, that's I mean, you're gonna be close. Yeah. Yeah. Seems more than fifty five. Yeah. You know definitely, I mean? definitely. What's your fix, or what do you want to see more of? Because we've talked about a lot of pros, what he's done well. What do you want to see more of? Mm. I would like to see this defensive rating uh, look a little bit better. And, and granted, there's a lot. There's there are other factors for sure on the floor. One on one's not bad. It's not bad. Um, it's pretty good. I just don't feel like we've seen. That's where the flashes come into play. Yeah, I don't know that we've seen like really full, um, fully locked, full capacity on that side of the floor, and and which I think goes to the other guys too. I'm not blaming the other guys. No, 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 and and, and that's but he is the leader of that defense. That's the point that I'm trying to make is that it's it's not just about like his personal performance. Like I want to see him be the leader on that side, especially when in games where we don't have Patrick Beverly. which and, hopefully that has stopped. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I don't want them to bump heads or anything, but like, if I would like to see Kawhi be a leader on, on that and and help set that tone. More. And I think he's trying to right now. I think he's getting there for sure. But it's hard because you got to string together multiple whole games of good defense. That's the thing. That's yeah. That's going. the thing. It's not just flashes. Like it's, yeah, um, it's a longer thing. I I, I want to digress one second on this usage rate. So. Can we chalk a little bit of this up to maybe some of Doc's um, sort of like I want to say like reliance or rotation conservatism? Yeah, because uh, I f- feel like 
the usage rate is surprising to me just because offensively, I feel like he's surrounded by the best talent, like f- top to bottom. That he's been around. That, yeah. he, that he's probably ever been around. Um, but I do think that some of maybe, sometimes maybe those combinations of players and just due to guys being out, this is high. This is higher than it would be. Is this a like? Is this marginally higher? Or is this a lot higher than his normal usage rate? It's a little marginally higher. Okay. It's not like astronomical. Okay. All right. And it's something right. that it, makes that, sense that to makes me sense. with Paul George being out so much. I think it's going to go down a little bit. Like if we look at it from the next forty whatever games, I think it'll go down. Yeah. And I think with a little management, <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. Wait, and I guess the only re- reason I bring up the rotation thing is, you know, we have seen some games that are possibly losing efforts. Where, where, we where still, he comes back in and it makes no goddamn sense. Still for see, lack of not to be too fine a point on it. <laughs> where we still do see Kawhi playing down the stretch. And, and you know, maybe... Uh, I don't know. Maybe the situation does seem more winnable from the pine than it does from me watching I don't know. from the box. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the higher usage rate does surprise me just given the amount of talent around him. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Something to keep an eye on the rest of the season, definitely. Coming up after this, we're going to get into Paul George's season. But first, we talk about physical fitness a lot on this show. You ne- know it, baby. A couple out- fit boys behind the mic. Never outside of this show. But there's another side of the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James, former Cleveland Cavalier, to help you train your mind. Former Cleveland Cavalier LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help your help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For former Cleveland Cavalier LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says... As it should be for you. As it should be. And everyone. He says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most viable things I can do for my body and my mind. I used to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on NBA, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like Rain and Leaves of Cleveland, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations. No word on LeBron's favorite sleep story. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Okay, so we're talking Paul George. We just got done with Kawhi. Shout out to Kawhi. Hey, Kawhi. Love it. Paul George is at 26 games played out of 38, expected, at just under 31 minutes per game, second in the team in minutes per game, Mm -hmm. 23 points, six rebounds, 3.7 assists on 42% from the field, 39% from three, 91% from the free throw line, 9.23 is a game, 30.5% usage rate, the second highest of his career. Mm Mm-hmm. 112.3 112.3 offensive rating, best of his career up to this point. Mm-hmm. 105.6 defensive rating, same such as Kawhi, had four seasons, like sub 100. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I'm more surprised about his usage rate. So, the thing is, the, <clears throat> the thing, though, I'm trying to keep in mind is that I didn't talk about in the Kawhi one, but uh, we'll talk about here is 31 minutes per game. Um, that's well outside the, the top 50 uh, in terms of like minutes played. Oh, for um, sure. <clears throat> 31, I mean, that, that, that puts you in like the 70s. He's 73. Yeah, I'm fine <clears throat> with that. Um, so, you know, 
The minutes are ne- the not a concern. The actual minutes load is... Uh, yeah. It, like you said, the, the rotations get a little annoying, but it's yeah. the actual minutes load that is not as concerning. The, yeah, the actual minutes load is, is nothing that's untenable at all. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't expect it to be much lower than 30, 32 minutes per game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, ideally. Realistically. <laughs> and mean, it's like, yeah, like, ideally, sure, I'd love it if you only had to play 27 minutes a game, but that's not how it works. Yeah, this, I'm fine with this for him. Um, I love the three-point shooting numbers, 39% on 9.23s a game. Yeah, that's fantastic. <clears throat> it's been right The around. offense is there other than the passing and the turnovers so far. It's really what the whole thing is. Um, and the And I think the turnovers will be alleviated w- as we get into this gel period. Yeah, it's interesting. Um They just got like this is just They just got to be. This is just like an eye thing, but I feel like when Paul George is it, it's interesting because when Paul George is running the offense from a scoring perspective, everything is like really free flowing. It, it's like really beautiful. He takes everything in stride, but when he's running it as a facilitator, I feel like things are a lot more, um, yeah, kind of like strict or or, or stringent. You'll see a lot of turnovers where um, clearly a a play was called and and he's going, he's like throwing the ball to where the shooter is supposed to be. Yeah. But there's nobody there. Um, And and it's it's just... Some miscommunications. It's it's just little things like that where it's like possibly it's miscommunication. Possibly it's like a little bit of an uncomfortability in the situation. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Kawhi, I just feel like we've seen him be pretty comfortable passing and facilitating in a way that I did not expect. Um, That's one of the seamless things Kawhi does a little bit better at fitting in. Yeah. Is passing. Which yeah. is a surprise. I'm not saying that's an, that was not an assumed thing by a lot of people, myself included. But Paul George's scoring has looked, I mean, honestly, even better than I had expected it to look. Yes, he spoiled uh, us. Yeah, those, gr- those first couple games. <laughs> Granted, it, you know, it's it's lower than it was last year. Uh, I think that'll happen. He did go through a little bit of a, a, a cooler stretch. Um, yeah. But I, I'm hoping that for the most part that that's kind of going to be behind him. Uh, and and I think with the the passing and the turnovers, uh, I mean Doc has even talked about himself maybe overexerting himself on on the play calling side of the floor yeah. on offense, um, and and that possibly leading to some miscommunications as well as just slowing up the general flow of the offense. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe you know like once these guys get a little bit more comfortable, once they spend a little bit more time with the full roster, and just kind of have some stuff that they can rely on you know like if a play gets broken and lou and trez are out there they're gonna figure something out and i think that with the personnel that we have and the high basketball iq of both these dudes but specifically paul george i don't see why it couldn't why it won't get better and you know what i like kind of to factor into this is that thing we talked about with uh bev and the play sheet on last episode yes that is something that we have to keep monitoring, everyone as fans, because that's such a huge thing, because that's going to help. That helps everybody mm-hmm. on the offense. Yes. Um, I've been very excited with Paul George's offense. I think the defense is going to get back to it. Um, I don't, Anything else about Paul George? His we've had a little less to look at, because you know he missed that first kind of chunk, but when he's been called upon, you know, he's hit clutch shots this year, like... He's hit big shots. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see how he's going to hold up uh, 
as the season goes on and in, in playoff scenarios. Um, I'm excited for playoff P. Yeah, me too. And so that that kind of kicks off our Twitter Tuesday segment. We might have to cut some of these questions short. We apologize. Uh, we're going to end this segment on a heater from Twitter user Max Power. He was an he is an English Clippers fan. Love it. I'm going to preface this with he asked us this because we bummed him out talking about Paul George's defense and Kawhi's leadership. So he wanted us to have to answer this. I respect that. He says only one is available for playoffs. Who do you choose, Kawhi or Paul George? He would choose Kawhi based on what he saw last year. That's really difficult. That's a um, tough question. He said he was trolling. I respect. I respect. It's almost like a noble troll. I mean, it's hard. If there ever was a it's, thing. It's just hard to not go off of history. Uh, <laughs> I know. So I would say Kawhi for that reason. And, and for the reason that Paul we just s- discussed earlier. Like, I just think when things aren't going well he's been able to he's been able to keep things moving <laughs> for sure i was gonna take paul george <laughs> paul george for I, one I, word shoot i was gonna say yeah the, <laughs> just the spacing with paul george and 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 the versatile scoring um yeah you can't go wrong either way i i <clears throat> tough question with, great question with, like it's a fun have a couple of beers or perhaps maybe this episode's case a few glasses of wine and discuss yeah, with playoffs, I don't know, man. It's really hard for me to shake history, so it's it's really hard to not go with Kawhi. I mean, as the saying goes, those who don't respect history are doomed to win a championship with Paul George. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got some more. We got some more heat uh, from Danny H. This is his words, not mine. All right. I thought this was supposed to be an elite defense. I know it's still relatively early in the season, but I've been underwhelmed. Hate to say it, but the Lakers look better on a night-to-night basis. They blow leads. They're still able to win the games. Is Doc the problem? He seems to overachieve with lesser talent, but underachieve with elite talent. Jerry West and Lawrence Frank need to address whatever's going on. So it's Whoa. very clear that Danny thinks Doc is the problem. Uh, I think Doc's motivational tactics need to have an adjustment with this team because this is something we've kind of talked about in past. I wonder if that's like what. That's a big adjustment too. I wonder if that time off the court with chemistry, even with coaches, mm-hmm. you're not seeing on court coach doc. You're seeing off court coach doc. Yeah. And you're at a dinner and it's fantastic and it's great and everyone's awesome. And then on court coach doc is different. And on court Kawhi, Paul George, Bev, Sham, Derek Walder, all different too. So I don't think Doc is to blame. Yeah. I will say Maybe sometimes the intensity, I'm like, I don't know if they're not receiving the message or if he's not giving the correct message. Like, I can see where this question comes from. Totally. From a motivational, not in terms of plays or anything like that. Although, he should run double horns. I also think, and and I do hate to make excuses, but it's really hard to not factor in, A, how hard the schedule has been, and just all the... I mean, I don't need to narrate it anymore. Everybody listening to this probably knows, but just like all the... You know, we have more, we've run out more starting lineups than any team in the NBA. Again. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Remember 2017, 2018? We've had the hard, one of the hardest schedules in the NBA. Like, that doesn't make anything easier. Uh, I don't think that Doc is necessarily the problem. I do I think. I don't think he's the problem, also because I don't think a the problem exists if that makes sense yeah i i think that i think that it's a bunch of little things but i I think that what you said is pretty spot on i you know and maybe to me that's a little bit of what doc's sort of like 
outburst was at last year's team. I, I think that he's probably also, you know, like coming to terms that like, this ain't that, buddy. John Cooperman said that he threw that team uh, under the bus on Twitter, which I don't know if I agree with because he said it as a benchmark. He, he said he, he made it benchmark. very clear as a benchmark. Shout uh, out John Cooper, by the way. Good to see you on Twitter. As a benchmark. And, you know, I, some of that stuff is all obviously like heat of the moment. Like it was a weird weekend. There was no, that was not wise. heat of the moment because there was no heat. Andrew Greff didn't even mention last year's team, and he was like, no, I'm tired I, of you talking about last year's team. I know, but it came <laughs> off of a hard loss. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it was pregame. Um, all right, and kept, Charles was, kept chanting, fire dog. Yeah, I kept presser. going, fire dog. <laughs> I never want that to happen. Uh, coming back for this, some more Twitter Tuesday questions. Okay, so it's clear that we don't think Doc is a problem. No, There's I mean, some things I want him to improve on 100%. I, there's adjustments to be made, for sure. More fun ties is on my list. Um, I just think he could pull those off. Um, Tallis Hill asks a very blunt, should be we worried. UK Clipper, another fan from across the pond. Hope they're doing well over there. He adds, although I'm not overly concerned, there are patterns emerging that if they stay, then I'll be concerned. Is it as simple as we haven't been fully fit for long this season, along with not having time to gel? And Todd Pemble asks, is it only new Clippers fans that are freaking out? So uh, <laughs> These mix- all kind of tie together. I didn't mean, uh, I, we respect all your questions equally. Didn't mean to lump them all in like that. but Absolutely. I, I think I'm going to address Todd Pemble on if it's just new Clippers fans freaking out. I think, I think it's a mix of, uh, of both. I mean, we as Clipper fans tend to be pretty self-deprecating. It's a pessimistic fan base. Rightfully uh, so. Rightfully so. Um, so I, I don't know that it's just new Clippers fan. I think maybe if you... Perhaps only follow the team. There's a gap. Yeah. Because there's news Clippers fans who are worried. And then there's Clippers fans who have been fans like since before we were born. Mm-hmm. And like people who've been fans for like 30 years type thing mm-hmm. who are not, I don't want to say worried, but are more just like, God damn it. Like, yeah. This was supposed to be a kind of a cruising regular season. It's kind of the two groups in terms of worried that I've seen. Yeah. So, I mean. And then there's that one guy who hates Jerome Robinson. Um, who's been a fan for a long time. <laughs> and I have to agree with UK Clipper. Like, I'm not overly concerned. Um, I will be at 60 games if some things start to... If we mirror, That's like 20-plus games. If we mirror the same record that we have right now at 60 games, I just don't see not that record, being very bad. Not record-wise. Bad transition, maybe still the turnovers, taking some nights <sighs> off. If yeah. that's still happening at 60 games, there's going to be some, like... Not like this team's not going to make the play. That's going to be, I don't know if we can, we got to step up some certain things to really win a championship. But I also just Here's my thing, believe though. that we'll fix those things by then. I, I, I agree too. But one thing I'm, I, I want to talk about is because we do keep talking about like playing down and the Clippers not showing up against shitty teams. They're not going to be playing any shitty teams in the playoffs. True. Uh, there's nobody to really play down to. Fair, especially the Western Conference. That so, is a take that I have not heard yet. So I, I mean, do respect that like, simple logic. That felt like uh, that felt like an old country saying. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> there's no teams to play down to in the playoffs. That felt like a doctor at Hertz when I do this. Well, don't do that. <laughs> like that's what that just felt like. I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm being overly simplistic there, but honestly, those problems to me kind of disappear in the playoffs. Um, wow, that's an optimist. That's a positive Will Updike <laughs> outlook right there. And I, ooh, I don't know. I I never thought that it would be a 
you know, I had said that the, like 55 wins, I believe, would, would, would kind of be the floor of expectations for this team. But I, I think that that has to shift to just given how the West has changed. Uh, you know, 55 wins, 58 wins is going to be good for first in this. In, like, if you're lucky, I think 57, 58 wins is going to be good for first in the division. That goes very well, actually into at third string sports question great handle by the way mm-hmm. um they want to know if we prefer the clippers approach trying to stay healthy for the playoffs while maybe having to settle for the three or four seed or the lakers approach of giving 200 percent every day like it's game seven he also added he's never seen a team more hyped to beat the detroit pistons <laughs> shout out third string sports <laughs> that's a great take um yeah i I mean, I so I don't mind the seeding thing, but when Carl Tart was on this podcast, who's also going to be at some point this week or maybe next, it's hard when the other team just keeps winning. It's defying logic that they. So from our perspective, here's my thing: Would everybody out there collectively feel as down about this if, let's say, instead of the Lakers, that team was the Nuggets? Probably not. Probably not. It adds a bit of spice, and I've succumbed to it. Like, yeah, and, but that's where I need to say, like, it's hard. Yeah, it, it, it is hard, but like, or not hard, but it's that thing of just like, God damn it, like, I, uh, that's still going on over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, my thing is, is it's just really hard to not prioritize health, especially when we see guys who, albeit, are durable guys. Uh, but they're using it. Like Trez, you know, getting so much time consecutively down the stretch. I, I don't know if we're being, I don't know if we're being like ginger enough with these, you know, like maybe we should rest people even some more. I know. Um, Obviously, you know, but I'm prioritizing health too. We have a guy who's, whose own priority other than winning a championship is health. You have to prioritize health. (laughs) And and also like, I mean, I, I think this is what we said. So please, feel free to freezing cold take me if i'm wrong on this but i mean my opinion has always been let's just lock up a home home court advantage seed and we'll freaking see what happens then we'll freaking see what happens then uh we're gonna get through these next two real quick before we get to a couple shavings uh raz 49ers uh was asked about landry shamit he says he's hit timely threes but do we think he disappears in some games and he also said after listening to monday's pod he wants to know if me charles is ready to itching to hit the panic button i was itching to get the hell out of the weekend I wasn't ready to panic. I was just like, can we just never talk? Like, I just never want to even think about that. We closed the Disney vault on those. The Disney vault's closed. It's the old, you know, weird racist cartoons they can't show anymore. That's what that weekend was. <laughs> no, not that. Steamboat um, Willie. No, like, I, I don't No, I'm not ready to panic. It was just like that weekend was like, oh, that's the stuff where if it's happening at like 65, 70 games in, I'm going to be like, okay, what's going on? Which I think is fair. No, that is fair. And, 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 and I'm just up, saying what's going on. Giving up 130 is is just never going to be like really Giving up 140. Situation. We gave up more. Anyway, um, I don't think Shamit disappears. I, I think it's kind of more of an offensive flow situation. Think Real quick, I, what do you I, think? Yeah, I, I think that it's been a struggle to get good motion and good action going for him, um, quite honestly. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it hasn't been helped by some of his defensive woes, which I think mentally is going to carry over on the other side. Yeah. Um, Ron Solo wants to know, one word answer, is season going better, worse, or expected? To you. I'm going to say a little worse. 
Um, okay. That's and, way and more not, than one word. Not significantly worse, <laughs> but a little bit worse just because of the injuries. I'm going to say expected with a lowercase e. Okay. For pretty much the same reason, but, you know. We're I mean, about, it's pretty much yeah. par for the course. It's just a little bit worse. Um, all right. We got like two minutes left to get to these shavings. Sad news about Blake Griffin. He might be having season-ending knee surgery. He's meeting with a specialist in L.A. What is, first of all, heartbreaking? Heartbreaking. Awful. What does he do? Do you think he keeps playing? I think he gets the knee surgery, and I think that he has to. Like two more years, plays out the contract. (sighs) Yes. I mean, you got to play out that contract. He can't go. Like, it's. I feel like I don't know if his body can take it. And I'm not meaning this in any weird way. It's like, really difficult. It just this is a this was a this was an alert at like eight in the morning for a lot of people. This was a depressing thing to read this morning for a lot of Clippers fans. It's really difficult too because in a lot of these situations, you know, I'd be like, he needs to take a serious look at the way that he plays the game. But you know, he has really he's done everything he can and morphed his game a lot. Um, and yeah, last year it know, was like, dude, there were flashes of Blake that like. You I mean, saw he what he a, was gonna maybe be in Lob He made City an All Star team again. Yeah, like I don't know. He we did see a little bit more point Blake. It's brutal. It's really, really brutal to see. Um, I don't think that he should retire. I I think that I think that he can still contribute meaningful basketball, albeit much like more than likely at a you know much lower usage rate uh, than you would hope for at at that contract. Yes, um, and then apparently the Clippers, according to Vegas, have seven to one odds to trade for Andre Drummond. We have like 12 seconds left, so we're not getting into this too much. Uh, he makes $27 million a year. So here's some trades that work. Let us know if you think these would work for you at Lockdown Clips, at Wolfpack, at Charles Wackler. We got to Zubats, Harkless, Fee, and Rome. Have no idea why the Pistons would do that unless we had the first round pick. Um, then we have Zoo, Rome, and Lou. That works <laughs> salary wise. I don't want any part of this. He um, commands too many minutes. I don't know. I don't. It like I. I don't know. I guess it just depends on how big of an interior presence upgrade you think Andre Drummond is, combined with how much more offensively you think he can offer than Zoo. And I don't know if it's four players worth, um, <laughs> and certainly not a Lou Williams worth. It's nothing's a Lou Williams worth. Uh, let us know what you think about that trade. Coming up on Wednesday's episode. Carl Tart is tentatively scheduled to join us. We're going to have him on at some point. He'll be uh, on the show someday. He'll be on the show. Friend of the show. Um, we're going to talk about the benches half season or so. Mostly going to be talking about Lou and Trez and that. Um, we're going to have What You Say Wednesday, so keep an eye out for the poll question on Twitter, at Locked on Clips. And then whatever else happens to you now and then in Clipperland. Thank you all so much for being with us for this episode. We kind of got a long break, so it's been some off-season vibes, I would say. Oh, yeah. So you're going to see us in our element. I have. You can find us at iTunes, uh, French streaming app Deezer, Spotify, Google Podcast. Spotify, I think is does Google that, Pod, does that exist? Google Pod, Goggle Pod, Roomba Pod. Uh, rate, subscribe. If you leave a review, we'll read it on the show. Thank you for sending questions. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler, and I'm William, the Opinion Updike. We really appreciate you.